Today I'd like to talk about something that's very, very close to my heart. It's something that I've observed in all sorts of groups where I'm active. If it's the lovely gathering group and the expensive as fuck group that I took part in. And it seems, and now, you know, I'm going to get the shouts of sexist and all the rest of it. I don't care. It's just my opinion. But it really seems to me that it's something that women struggle with much more than men seem to do. And that's this whole topic of being a people pleaser. The title of the podcast is Be a People Pleaser. You can read so many articles online. You can listen to so many podcasts. You can listen to so many videos around the theme of it's important not to be a people pleaser, to be authentic. And I understand. I understand where it's coming from. Absolutely. But again, it just feels to me like it's one of these... It's just put out there, you know, just don't be a people pleaser. Now, fuck it, be a people pleaser. Please, please, please be a people pleaser. But stay true to yourself at the same time. That's the point. I want to be a people pleaser. (laughs) I want to be surrounded by people pleasers. I want people around me who are empathic enough to know that they can do something that will make someone else feel better. It goes along with my whole attitude towards sharing kindness. And it's it's a difficult line to find. I understand that. It's a difficult line to find. And as I said, it seems to be that so many women spend their life trying to be people pleasers. They feel like that's the way that they are appreciated. They feel that that's what they need to do to be accepted. Um, It becomes, like for many people, I think a conditioning of childhood, that you have that feeling, only if I do the things that are expected from me, then I'll be accepted and will be loved and will get the recognition that I need or the care that I need or whatever it is. I was lucky enough, as I've said so many times now, that it's probably getting boring for some of you. I was lucky enough to have a great childhood. It's as simple as that. I never had to worry about whether I was loved or not. I knew sometimes my parents were really pissed off at me. And in later years, I really deserved that as well. But I never ever had to have the worry or the fear that I wasn't loved that was always made clear that you know even if we're angry at you even if we don't like what you're doing even if we don't support what you're doing the love we have for you doesn't have any conditions attached to it and I think that's probably the root of where other people then have problems in that direction you know that they they don't have that clear unconditional love in their childhood and it's a demanding mother a demanding father it's parents that have expectations it's parents that perhaps just don't know any better because they've never experienced it in any other way themselves apart from you know be a good boy and you'll be appreciated and you'll get what you want be a good girl and you'll get the love that you need and the attention that you i think one of the biggest most important aspects as i always say be kind be kind that kindness is is it spreads like a pandemic you know if you're kind you spread that kindness on 
The trouble is, if you've spent your whole life just doing things for other people that were perhaps against your better judgment, that weren't in line with what you really needed as a person, and you spent so much time and energy trying to shape who you are and how you behave to satisfy and to please other people, whether it's your parents or grandparents or brothers and sisters or whoever it is that you're trying to please, that can become a really terrible pattern. And it's what's behind, and it's one of the, the few things where I listen to Gabo Mate and, you know, it, it, uh, get that sort of uh, feeling when I'm listening to it because I don't feel that it's said enough that we should all be people pleasers. That's, you know, it's my opinion. We make compromises in life. You know, if you, where's the line? Where's the line, I guess, is the question. You know, am I a narcissist? Am I a complete egoist? And do absolutely always what's best for me, regardless? Uh, I, that can't be an answer either, can it? Uh, so that's, I think, the quintessence of it is that there should always be this spectrum. There should always be a certain amount of nuance in who we are and what we do and how we behave and so and yeah if there's somebody who is really that toxic that they only appreciate you and they only love you and they only give to you when they're getting what they want first of all then you know then it's not the right person is it it's not the person that you need to be around if that's someone that you choose to be around completely without connection, then it should be relatively easy to distance yourself from people like that. If that's your parents, if that's your blood, if that's your relatives, if that's your long-time partner, if that's the, the parent, the mother of your children, father of your children or whatever, that becomes more difficult just to walk away. And that's when it's important to communicate, you know, which is the answer in the end to 90% of relational problems anyway, I believe, is, you know, talk, 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 talk. I know I drive my current nearest person, as it were, completely crazy that I put such huge demands on her to talk and to communicate with me and I know I don't make it easy for her and I know that it's something that meets with a certain resistance from her side but things have changed so much we are able to have the most difficult conversations we're able to have the most intimate of conversations but you have to make room for those things you know you have to practice and you have to make room for them to to become better i've already done the episode where i talked about non-violent communication and what a valuable tool that is and at this point i'd just like to remind you of that that you know, look into it marshall rosenberg and non-violent communication it's just a really simple basic procedure to start with to make it easier to have the conversations that 
you need to have. Maybe it's got also something to do with if you feel like you're expected to do something, there's a huge difference to seeing that there's an opportunity to be kind, seeing that there's an opportunity to please a person and doing it of your own free will, you know, as opposed to, as I say, somebody demanding, which also becomes then complicated because sometimes people do demand, but that demanding, that requesting comes from a place of real need from their side, you know, and it's like, I know that this person could help me with this situation. They might not want to because it might not be in line with their long-time goals, with their long-time thoughts. I think if there's a good basis of communication there and if there's that much honesty there, then it should be possible to say, you know, this is what I need, this would really help me at the moment. And that there's room enough for the other person to say, yeah, okay, I'd rather not, or I'll do it for you because I know it'll make you feel better. Or to say, no, I'm sorry, but at this moment I can't give you that. I can't do that, what you need. And I think that's, again, a crucial point that if you feel like somebody's going over your borders and that, you know, somebody's expecting too much for you or someone is perhaps in demanding too much from you, then you have to be able to say no. That's really important if you know that it's going to be absolutely to your detriment. It's just such a minefield, isn't it? Yeah, and like I say, I just feel like there's there's not... that there, There's so much in awakening or development or forward movement or whatever that we that many of us are trying to achieve that is just again based on simple one-liners you know how to stop being a people pleaser i could cry every time i see it please don't stop being people pleasers just moderate it a little bit you know find find your level um look carefully at the decisions that you make don't be afraid to change your mind you know i think that's really important as well you can change your mind you can in both ways you can have that i'll perhaps it's a reflex and you are doing something as a people pleaser and maybe you come to that realization then have the conversation say look i'm sorry but this is not good for me and I, you know I don't want to do this and I don't feel like I I should need to do this to get your appreciation or get your love or whatever and just the same the other way round you know perhaps you've said no because you're feeling a bit tired you've had a hard day you're a bit pissed off you're on edge for whatever reason and it's predominant in your mind at that moment ah that there's demands being set on me again and so you react to that to that situation and then no no not going to do that can't do that don't want to do that whatever you know that's not good for me no I'm not going to do it 
again, if you've reflected a little bit, soften up, search for the communication and say, you know, yeah, I was feeling pissed off at the time, but I'd really like to do X, Y, Z for you if that will help you and if it will make you feel better. And otherwise, people-pleasing is just so great and so rewarding at the end of the day. You know, if you are in a position that you're able to say, oh, I was going to watch the telly, I was going to watch the football, I, was, I don't watch football, I was going to watch Formula One or... Um, I was going to watch a podcast or I was just going to lay in bed and be lazy this afternoon. Uh, but I could now do this, that or the other. Mm. My experience is definitely that sometimes on my very worst days when I am aware of all the, every self-help book that I've ever read, every podcast that I've ever heard, every well-meant advice that I've ever picked up from someone love yourself do some exercise go out in the sun all these things that you know I'm sure would improve my mood if I did them the thing that is easiest for me to do in that situation so often is do something for someone else Make a meal for someone. Ask someone if they need you to get some shopping. Do some job that you know that they need to do that that they perhaps don't want to or not so keen to do or perhaps you could do better or whatever, you know. Do that thing. It feels good for me. I, and this is me, you know. I'm just being honest about me and how I feel. This isn't that I'm telling you this is the way you should behave. I'm... I'm just reflecting at the moment on on how I feel and how it helps me. And, you know, sometimes it's easier to get up and shovel the snow from the next door neighbor's driveway and at the same time as, uh, as I'm shoveling mine or whatever. Yeah, doing a job for someone else. And it is, it's not altruistic. You know, we've, we've had this... I think I've mentioned this before that like the Buddhist way and the the spiritual path is that you should do things out of the goodness of your heart and not with any thought of the reward that you're going to get. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> I think it's bullshit. I don't know who really manages to do that with absolutely zero ego, without absolutely zero thought of... Yeah, maybe it's not the thought at the time, but that there there is a benefit that you're going to get. And once you've done it once or twice, once you've taken that step once or twice, where you've like just jumped over your shadow, as the Germans say, and done something good for someone else, although you weren't necessarily feeling it or feeling great yourself or whatever, there is a reward circuit that comes along with that. There's the serotonin, there's the dopamine and stuff like that, which once you've done it once or twice, it makes it easier to do it again. You know, it's the same as exercise, the same as meditation, all these things. If you're aware enough, if you're able to sort of recognize the patterns, if you're able to sit and reflect for a while, then yeah, you begin to realize very quickly that taking those positive steps 
whether it is that you manage to get up and exercise when you're feeling down or you get up and have a dance when you're feeling down or you go out for a walk instead of just laying in bed holding your head in your hands or whatever once you manage to do these things a couple of times then also there you get the same sort of effect it really is about practice the first time is the hardest every time I went to a, a talk from somebody recently who runs, he, this guy, amazing, ran 45 marathons in 45 days and run from the south to the north of Germany in those 45 days. The reason that he did it was to raise awareness for depression and suicide. You know, a lot of the reasons that I've talked about why I do the podcast as well. I think something that's very personal to me definitely uh, speak about it get it out in the world you know because that's the problem it's not talked about enough so every project which helps get something like that more awareness and brings it out into the world more I'm absolutely 100% behind it and you know a part of, a big part of his talk was take the first step and then after that it's one step after the other but take the first step you know we chatted afterwards and we both agreed a great quote which i think i've already used on here before but it can never be said enough from ram das that imperfect action is better than perfect in action get up off your ass and do it do something do it for someone else do it for you do it for whatever get up off your ass and do it and you know maybe it will turn out it wasn't perfect maybe it will turn out that it was far from perfect but in my opinion it's always going to be better than sitting and not doing and not moving forward movement that's for me i think yeah that's life is forward movement life is doing life is being life is yeah developing that's what i think we're here for and preferably all together you know I think it goes often in my experience it's hand in hand with people who have got into that sort of people pleasing mode and are trying to break out of that there is a certain amount of danger that and no I don't think it's a danger I think it's an absolutely essential step for people that really feel that um They've spent too much of their life being a people pleaser and to their detriment, that's the thing. That's when it's bad, isn't it? That it's that you know that by being a people pleaser, you're not achieving what you'd like to achieve. You're not being who you'd like to be. That it's, I think, a, a very easy to understand reaction that it's necessarily, first of all, to throw that switch and go completely to the other side of the scale and concentrate on you for a while um, as far as you can you know and be more egotistic be a bit harder with your decisions um, and a bit more critical about where you're spending your time and who you're spending your time on like so many other things uh, you know do you need first of all to have that complete counterbalance to how it's been before but it's important then 
I think, to move slowly into this middle way, isn't it? There I am again with the bloody Buddhist. You know, it's about finding the middle way in so many things. It's about not one extreme or the other. It's about finding the pathway which hopefully makes life easier for everybody, that makes life more comfortable for everybody. I think many people who go through that people-pleasing thing um, and then they realise it and they try and work against it and there's so much, like I say, so much support online to say you shouldn't be a people-pleaser. These people, in my experience, can very often happen that these people then come to a point where they think, well then, it's just me, isn't it? It's just me and I need to rely on me, I need to be there for me and I need to make sure I'm true to myself and all these things. And again there, I think there's a, a question of the balance. My feeling is that we are moving towards a collective consciousness that is for me the aim to be aware of the fact that we are all connected, that we are all one consciousness and that I can be the one in the many. But right now, I'm not on that spiritual plane. Right now I can try to have an awareness of that aspect of the universe. But at the end of the day, I'm here now, today, in this physical body with all the problems and all the difficulties that go along with that, the interaction with other people. And I think that's what we have to do now. And so I think I look for connection. I want to have people around me that reflect back at me what they see, what they feel. It's so easy to get caught up in your own head and to be convinced that you're on the right path or that you've made the right decisions for you and I think it's really important to have somebody who reflects that back at you with their opinions and preferably not just one but many so that you can then reflect yourself you know so you can look at that and say yeah this is a person I respect this is the person whose opinion I appreciate do I agree with what they've just said if I let go of my ego for a moment if I take a step back and step out of this ego-driven I at that moment? Can I see aspects of what they're saying? Can I appreciate aspects of what they're saying? Or even, no, I can't. I've listened, I've heard, and I'm still convinced of, of my decision, of my intention. But without that reflection, without that human contact, without a different view being put on, some things I think there's a huge danger of self-projection and not realizing that we're projecting or whatever I don't so yeah anyway thanks so much for having the patience to listen and perhaps there's just been one or two things during the last 20 minutes or so that have, have sort of pricked up your ears and maybe given you the impulse to look at something in a different way 
Or maybe you think, no, you're a fucking idiot, Sean, shut up. Um, people shouldn't be people pleasers. They should be absolutely authentic to themselves and live their best me and live their best life. And anyone who doesn't agree with that and anyone who doesn't get on board with that, then they're not the people they should have around them or whatever. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not here to change anybody's mind. Like I've always said from the beginning, this is not about me telling you this is the right way. This is me telling you what I think, me telling you what I feel, and me telling you sometimes what I've gone through on a more personal level. As always, if you've enjoyed it, if you've got any comments you'd like to make, I really, really, really appreciate it if somebody sends me a mail, sends me a text if they know me personally, or sends me a text on Instagram, or posts a comment somewhere. It would be great if you're listening to this on any platform whatsoever to give it a like if you liked it. Maybe make a comment or something like that, just because that helps me with the aggregation to get it out to more people than it would otherwise. The address, I'll give it to you again. Sean, that's S-H-A-U-N, at L-O. That's the League of Mindful Gentlemen email address. Drop me a line, make a comment somewhere. Whatever you fancy or whatever you don't fancy, then don't. The most important thing is that you take care and that you be kind. (laughs) 